0: Hey, welcome back to the Triesta for Governator. Let's see what's going on on the the happy trail to Trump going to jail. Hey, that rhymes. The happy trail to Trump going to jail. Merrick Garland just defeated Trump. Scores John Victor seconds ago, five hours ago.
1: Remember what I've been saying, and so have many others, for the last little bit. To get to Old Donnie, you got to climb the ladder. To get to the kingpin, you gotta go through the small fries, you gotta go through the small and the medium-sized pins. And no one understands that better than Mr. Merrick Garland, because that's exactly what he's been doing. Some people have said he's been doing it too slow. I'm not an expert on that, I don't have all the inner details. But one thing I can say is he's moving quick now, and he is absolutely doing damage. donald trump and everyone around him listen to these two clips because they really outline that whether we know the details or not one trump's crappy legal team is no match for merrick garland or anyone and two the doj Mm -hmm. is doing big things and those big things are aimed right at trump aides, some of whom have already flipped on that orange
2: SOB.
3: If you could simply declassify by thinking about it, uh, then, frankly, if that's his view, uh, he's even more dangerous than we may have thought. Because uh, with that view, he could simply spout off on anything he read in the presidential daily brief or anything he was briefed on by the CIA director uh, to a visiting Russian delegation or any other delegation and simply say, well, I thought about it. And therefore, uh, when the words came out of my mouth, they were declassified.
4: So looking ahead to next week, Yasmin, bottom line, the Trump team can now present evidence and continue to make these claims that the FBI did plant evidence at Mar-a-Lago with the threat of perjury, or they can drop them. Those are the two options facing them next week. Glenn Kirscher, let's get into it a little bit, Um, jumping off of what Lauren had to Mm -hmm. say, right? So essentially, um, the Trump team saying, or the former president, I should say more specifically, okay, the FBI and or the DOJ planted evidence at Mar-a-Lago. Judge Deary, the special master saying show me the evidence, right? The Trump team and or the former president saying on Fox News, especially with Sean Hannity, I declassified everything just by thinking thinking it, I can. Um, and in fact, I did, the judge said, show me, show me the evidence, right? Show me the beef. You say essentially, the argument you're making essentially is the appointment of the special master is actually hurting the former president's and his team's uh, case here. Not necessarily what they predicted going into this thing when they ask for a special master to be appointed.
2: Yeah, Jasmine, they're actually cutting off possible avenues of defense in the event Donald Trump is indicted. Let's be clear, this is not Judge Deary painting them into a corner. This is Donald Trump, their client, painting his own defense team into a corner, because the first question Judge Deary asked, which I think was a responsible question, because he's tasked with reviewing all of these documents for possible privilege. So he posed directly the question to the defense team, tell me what your client declassified. They wrote him a letter saying, you know what, Judge Deary, we're not going to tell you that because it could hamper our ability to defend Donald Trump in the event he is indicted. That's kind of the defense team contradicting their own client by omission. And now the follow-up question that we've seen from Judge Deary is, tell me what documents be I planted and... I would predict, I know it's it's a dangerous proposition, they're probably not going to be inclined to answer that question either, because again, they will be taking away possible defenses in the event Donald Trump is indicted in the future.
4: This weekend you had both Congressman Schiff and Congresswoman Cheney indicating that their committee will likely make criminal referrals to DOJ. I wonder both what you make of that and your sense of the kind of pressure that could put on DOJ to complete its probe to make charges. You know, DOJ is remarkably immune to external pressures for institutional reasons. It's almost as though if someone makes an effort to pressure DOJ, the lean inside of the building is to resist the pressure and almost to overreact to it. But here, DOJ is clearly already engaged in its own wide-raising investigation into January 6th. They were slow off the mark, Alicia. For the first year that Merrick Garland was the attorney general, we saw very little any signs of investigation. Now we're seeing what happens when you're engaged in a very robust grand jury investigation. We see lots of signs of witnesses being subpoenaed. We're told more than 40 subpoenas have gone out. Phones have been seized. That investigation proceeds apace. And one of the downsides of a congressional referral is that it would possibly make any ultimate uh, sort of indictment have a little bit of a political tinge to it. But here where you have the former president will turn anything, anything into a political sideshow, claiming that it's a witch hunt. Perhaps it simply yeah. shows that two branches of government both believe By that the there way, is evidence to
0: proceed um, if that's Paxton. where DOJ heads. In a the of a AG, ago, in the Attorney General of Texas, just fled in his truck where, you know, ha, 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 sure, to lawyers avoid lawyers a subpoena. Receiving these things or having heard about it, but we don't have a complete picture of it.
2: Obviously, the Justice Department is not talking about it. And so we have, uh, those were all the people who are getting closer into Trump's circle, Trump's advisors. It's clear that they're interested in uh, the the fake electors scheme. It's clear that they're interested, or it appears clear, based on who they're uh, subpoenaing, that they're interested in the raising of money for the so-called Save America Pact.
1: So listen, the first part there really lays out, again, this is not simply Garland going up against a great team. This is not Merrick Garland going up going up against the greatest conservative lawyers of a generation. In which case you might say, even if the facts were on your side, a good lawyer can It was just like
4: two days after my birth.
1: And massage reality. We've seen that in history, right? But Trump's lawyers aren't great lawyers. He does not have the very best people Bottom around of the barrel. him. He has the D team, the EFGH team at best around him. And the arguments they're making and Donald Trump's public stupidity, really, it's, it's both together are setting them up for failure. And then you have a competent, legendary prosecutor and judge and civil servant at Merrick Garland on the other side, plus great staff around him at the DOJ doing the work. And what that clip notes is, again, there's real indication that DOJ is moving, that there is public frustration. But all of these experts are saying they're moving quick, and while maybe there's some roadblocks behind the scenes, as some Trumpers are starting to resist being called in to testify not everyone is doing so because look at this brand new headline just a few hours old from msnbc the network that that clip was from really I making it clear me. that the nightmare is really just beginning for trump uh-huh. and it started at the bottom again with the 900 plus coup people. It started with the thugs on the ground. And then you started to go to the, some of the rally organizers and some of the local GOP officials and some of the people that work for the Trump campaign. And before you know it, you're actually at The Trump lawyers, the Trump staffers The people Trump worked directly with And then you're right near Donnie And this is what the headline says It says, Trump coup nightmare Aides testify as DOJ moves up the line in criminal probe After charging over 900 people for crimes related to storming the Capitol There are new signs the DOJ is eyeing more senior Trump officials Who may have helped plan J6 Even if they did not trespass that day Federal prosecutors have sent 40 more subpoenas in their criminal code Including to Trump's top. So guys, what they're saying is very clear. We don't have the strictest details about who is testifying, how much they're fighting, you know, the process of justice, and what exactly they're saying. That's by design. All of that is supposed to be very secret until you get to trial, because you do not want to show your cards to Orange Donnie and his dumb, dumb lawyers, right? You don't want to give them any opportunity to get a signal for who you're talking to, lest they go ahead and try to intimidate those people or silence other witnesses, but What this is saying is they're getting top secret insider dirt on Donnie from his personal aides, maybe some of his lawyers as well, and Donald Trump knows it. He doesn't know who, he doesn't know exactly what they're saying, but he knows somebody is saying something, and that is giving Merrick Garland the ammo to take him down. Right on. Remember
0: what i Um So that was pretty groovy. This is Christo, by the way. Appropriate name. From my wear my glasses. That was gonna be longer. Online, this is uh, looks like Steve Colbert.
5: Happy New Year to all my Jewish viewers. It's going to be a great year. It's going to be a great year. It's going to be a great year. year. 5783, that's a prime number. That's always lucky. And i got to say, 5783 is often an interesting start because this evening, a NASA spacecraft deliberately hit an asteroid head-on at 15,000 miles per hour. This is to see whether space rocks can be deflected away from Earth. Now... you start having panic sex with strangers on the sidewalk, I hope it's not because of this asteroid. Because here's the thing, it it wasn't the big civilization ender that Ben Affleck will have to save us from. It wasn't even headed for Earth. This was all just to see if NASA could push a potentially dangerous asteroid off course with Earth. The mission is called the Double Asteroid Redirection Test, or DART. Not to be confused with the mission to stop a real asteroid that's going to destroy the planet, the Spatial Hybrid Astronaut Redirection Technique, or SHART. Now we—I think that's what it's called. I don't know why we recorded this show. Yes, we recorded this show earlier. not accidentally redirected into a collision course with Earth, and we're now all clinging to chunks of continental shelf drifting toward the sun, that does not happen, there will be another January 6th hearing this Wednesday, and we got, we got, the, we got the inside dope on some of the committee's findings last night on 60 Minutes, or as I've been told not to call it, tick-tock. Correspondent Bill Whitaker sat down with former senior technical advisor for the January 6th committee and six-year-old who was allowed to choose their first and last name, Denver Riggleman. Riggleman revealed just how closely connected the administration was to the rioters on January 6th. Do You get a real aha moment when you see that
1: the White House switchboard had connected to a rioter's phone while it's happening. That's a pretty big aha moment.
5: An aha moment. Well, maybe the ha will come eventually. Right now, I'm stuck on the ha. Ah! Ah! Ah!
4: Ah! 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 Ah!
5: <laughs> we don't know. We do not yet know. We don't know who made the call, right? From the wide We don't know who made the call, but we do know that the call lasted for only nine seconds. So probably a prank call. Is your refrigerator running? Well, then, you better catch Mike Pence and hang him. The hearings, speaking of which... No, it's rare, it's rare. Allegedly. It's rare. Speaking of which, the hearings are clearly getting under the skin of former President Pillsbury, duh, boy. In a new tell-all from the New York Times' Maggie Haberman, the former president tries to set the record straight about his behavior during the insurrection, saying, I was not watching television on January 6th. Really? Really? You're accused of inciting an angry mob to storm the Capitol to prevent the peaceful transfer of power for the first time in our nation's history. And that's the part of the testimony you're taking issue with? Your Honor, I stand here accused of killing that drifter last September. But I categorically deny I was wearing white pants. It was after Labor Day. I'm a murderer, not a monster. How dare you? How dare you? The former president also said other things uh, to Haberman including this anecdote about running for president. The question I get asked more than any other question, if you had to do it again, would you have done it? That's clearly a lie. The question he gets asked more than any other is, do you want fries with that? The answer is yes. He continued.
0: Nos équipes d'urgence sont arrivées à la frontière entre la Pologne et l'Ukraine. Elles tentent actuellement d'acheminer du personnel et des fournitures essentielles en Ukraine et de mettre en place des activités d'intervention d'urgence des deux côtés de la frontière. Au point de contrôle frontalier entre l'Ukraine et la Pologne, nos équipes voient des personnes traversées à pied, en voiture et en bus, souvent épuisées. Certaines arrivent avec des enfants âgés de 25 jours seulement. Beaucoup de ceux qui ont traversé la frontière polonaise nous ont dit avoir passé de longues heures dans des files d'attente, alors que les températures sont glaciales. Certains étaient déshydratés et d'autres souffraient d'hypothermie. Nous avons fait don d'articles de première nécessité à un centre d'accueil en Pologne et nous nous efforçons d'intensifier notre réponse. En Ukraine, des équipes MSF ont distribué des kits pour blessés de guerre à Mariupol et nous avons également assuré une formation en télémédecine pour la prise en charge des traumatismes auprès de 30 chirurgiens de l'Est de l'Ukraine. MSF envoie des équipes en Pologne, Moldavie, Hongrie, Roumanie et Slovaquie pour évaluer et répondre aux besoins des personnes qui traversent les frontières. Des équipes sont également présentes en Biélorussie et en Russie, prêtes à fournir une assistance humanitaire. We've been building support for ocean sanctuaries. This is really important because, as you know, our oceans are in real trouble, and ocean sanctuaries are the best tool that we have to rebuild depleted populations, to protect ocean biodiversity,
2: and to give our oceans the resiliency they need to survive things like climate change, ocean acidification, industrial fishing, and plastic pollution.
5: is yeah I think so because here's the way I look at it I have so many rich friends and nobody knows who they are yep the real presidency is the rich friends we made along the way also I love she didn't ask him that he asked himself that and then answered himself. A lot of times I'm asked what the main question I get asked is. That's a good question. Well, I tend to ask myself the thing people are asking the most, which is what question which gets questioned of me gets asked of me by me. Any questions? And, and... Thank you. Thank you. Uh, Haberman met with at the time, was shut down due to a COVID outbreak, leaving him to this stunning conclusion. COVID, he says, as he described the club's closure, turns out, not good. March of 2021, a year in, half a million Americans dead, but what really sold this dingus on a pandemic not being good was that he had to shut down his special clubhouse where well-to-do orthodontists clap for him as he eats chocolate cake. Here's another section of the book. Not good. Over in Not America, yesterday, Italy held an election. The big winner was ultra conservative member of parliament and stage mom who needs you to do the dance like we practiced. Georgia Maloney. Maloney's victory has a lot of folks worried because she's said to be Italy's most far-right prime minister since Mussolini. (laughs) Yikers. Explains why Stanley Tucci's changing the name of his show to Maybe I'll search for Belgium for a while. I like waffles. They have have waffles, right? That's it. They have waffles. But the part that hurts the most for me personally is that Maloney, who leads a party that has often been described as neo-fascist, claims to be a big Tolkien fan who used to dress up as a hobbit. No! No! Or as they say in Italian, no. Don't you ruin the Lord of the Rings. No self-respecting adult dresses like a hobbit. Unless they're on the cover of Entertainment Weekly. (laughs) Now I get, I get why an Italian politician might like Tolkien. I mean, the trilogy is full of of wonderful Italian characters. Ayoo! A shaman, a Mamma mia! And and you gotta love, you gotta love the soundtrack by Howard Shore. When you see a big eye flaming up in the sky, that's a sauron. All right. A guy with one and that's uh, era. but Maloney takes her fandom to the extreme saying I don't consider the Lord of the Rings fantasy adding that to her it's a sacred text I've never said these words to anyone but um, I think you're taking the Lord of the Rings too seriously even worse just tone it tone it down the brakes there even worse this isn't just confined to maloney apparently in italy the lord of the rings has been a central pillar of the hard right identity no no fascists lord of the rings is not some sacred text for the far right that's totally misunderstanding the words of ulmo lord of waters who chose tour as his instrument to tell the elven king turgan after the founding of the great kingdom of Gondolin, love not too well the work of thy hands and the devices of thy heart. Hey, hey, get back here,
1: you get back here.
5: I work hard, I'm allowed to have hobbies. Hold on, hold on. I felt a great disturbance in the force because we just learned that James Earl Jones from the role of Darth Vader in Star Wars. He will now be playing Baby Yoda.
3: Mm-hmm. But don't worry,
5: the voice of Darth Vader lives on. Because Jones has reportedly signed over the rights to his archival voice work. and Now Disney has hired an AI firm to build Vader's voice from Jones's library of work. Okay, that mm-hmm. is creepy. Okay, uh, due to all this new technology, Hollywood now will be able to use artificial intelligence to make stars act from beyond the grave. Luckily, this only applies to people who have been recorded for thousands and thousands. Oh, my God. I, I, I want you, everyone to listen to me. If they try to do this to me, please know that I love Paramount.
0: Thanks for listening to the 2 Stupid gobernator show, Politics AF, thanks for a billion listens. And we were listening to some Trav- I mean, um, Colbert Report, Maga humiliated, yeah. If you're a business
5: owner, I bet you've been working with the wrong mm-hmm. designers. I've spent so much time and money working with no the wrong minds. designers.
2: Democracy versus fascism. The choice right now can't be clearer here in the United States and what is going on internationally. Here in the United States, we have the GOP introducing what's called the commitment for Cruelty. I mean, I think they're calling it the commitment for America, but it looks like the commitment for cruelty, a one page vague document, which they rolled out with a Russian hype video. They took video footage from Russia and claimed it was the United States of America. The Texas Tribune Festival was in full effect. This is like the greatest festival ever. I don't know if anyone's seen it. They've got like all they got all the guests. It's like I guess as I dork out in the political realm, this used to be like the music festivals for me because you got Liz Cheney getting cheered, you got Pete Buttigieg getting cheered, you got Gavin Newsom getting applause. And on the other hand, you have Ted Cruz getting laughed at and booed. You got to love it. And then there's major international news. We're seeing popular uprisings against the iranian supreme leader after the murder of masamini by the ayatollah's morality police and also we've seen many more youth activists and others being murdered in iran we have russia also cracking down and executing and locking up individuals protesting their mass mobilization after their significant defeats against ukraine And then we see the Italian right-wing fascist party, the Fratelli d'Italia, led by Giorgia Maloney, winning the election and forming a coalition government, which will undoubtedly lead to Giorgia becoming the prime minister. A very scary turn to the extremist right-wing in Italy. And the January 6th committee in the United States issuing subpoenas, getting ready For the full force and effect of that committee, subpoenas are being issued, including one that's really pertinent, I think. This is to the Wisconsin Speaker of the House, Robin Voss, who Trump called back in this July, asking him in this July to still overturn the results of the election in Wisconsin. That's just where Donald Trump is right now, still trying to overthrow our democracy. So you see the board here internationally... The stakes couldn't be higher. I'm Ben Marcellus joined by Brett and Jordy from the Midas Touch podcast, and I am broadcasting from Italy. I am actually in Milan right now, in Milan, after uh, the election that took place where? Fratelli Day Italia won, I wasn't here specifically for that election. I'm still a practicing lawyer and one of my clients. Um, is out here and I had to take a business trip but interesting seeing what's going on in Italy firsthand and Brett as I was thinking about I'm here firsthand you had a very significant event when you were in the UK a few weeks back it's like when we travel internationally with the countries that we're in are undergoing (laughs) major changes yeah i was in london the day they gave boris the boot. i think people are going to start having conspiracy theories about us i mean all of a sudden we start traveling to these countries and then major geopolitical events start to happen <laughs> it's it's getting pretty uh pretty odd but how's italy going how's the trip been or, uh, should i say bonjourno to you right now Oh, good. Good. <laughs> i'm not sure that's the, the right way they say it here but um how do they say I took, it? I took what do you say bonjourno oh, that's good I like bon that. Uh, so I actually took Italian in high school. I took tenth grade Italian. I remember that? I you know I that about me? That. I do. I I remember that. Yeah. Well, I love it. People were wondering what this background is. This is the hotel room that I'm at for those audio listeners. It's some nice woodwork in the background. There's some really experience. upgraded that studio, bed Looking good. Some people are saying it's distracting. Others like it. Uh, but it's beautiful. Uh, you know, there's the uh, Domo, the uh, Milan Cathedral. Here is is, is incredibly beautiful. It just so happened I was out here at the same time around Fashion Week, so I got to at least check out one of those shows, oh. of course, I got to eat some incredible food out here, maybe too Fashion much Week food. and Fascist Week, I guess. You got both in, in one go, unfortunately. Fascist, fashion Week and Fascist Week. You know, and before we dive in deep into what's going on in Italy, I just wanted to make this point at the outset, is, is anyone who's in harm's way right now with this hurricane that's headed towards the Florida region, please stay safe out there. This thing is no joke and, you know, just want to wish all of our listeners and viewers, and even people who don't listen to our podcast, and they're not even like us, just stay safe. This is a dangerous one. Yeah, no, well well said, Jordy. Uh, We just want to send all of our love and all of our thoughts to, like like Jordy said, all of our listeners, um, even if whether you like us or don't like us, anybody who's in harm's way right now due to Hurricane Ian. um, It certainly looks like a scary storm. So please just stay on top of those alerts. Um, We are sending our love your way. Also want to wish all of our listeners, uh, our our Jewish listeners, Shana Tova, um, Happy New Year. Hope you have a happy and sweet New Year. Um, I know I was able to have a lovely Shabbat dinner with my friends on Friday to uh, to kick this new year off, and I hope everybody is able to celebrate and is having a, uh, having a good time. Now, Ben, why don't you just uh, dig dig into Italy for us? What's going on there? You know, the same themes here, though, that the Fratelli d'Italia, which is led by this Giorgia Maloney, ran on, anti-immigration rhetoric, um, this idea of, like, italian purity you know trying to reject what they call this globalization cabal conspiracy um the same anti-lgbtq plus the same type of you know extreme christian nationalist kind of tainted with the, the the perversion of what christianity is and i want to make that clear too because it's when you combine the christianity with the nationalism and it becomes an extremist tool in my own mind that's not the teachings of love and compassion embedded in all different types of religions so i just want to make that clear but but that sentiment is um you know out here as well um and that is the same type of things that uh in the united states The radical right extremists are trying to roll out when they have their commitment to America. The platforms are really interchangeable when you think about it, right? You know, it's a different group of immigrants. It's a different group of kind of xenophobia. Some of the same groups, you know, some of the same marginalized groups. But it's an affront, and attack on that. Um, And we saw that with that rollout. What a weird rollout it was, Brett. We're talking about the contract for... Uh, well, I don't even know what we're calling it these days. They call it the Commitment for America is what Kevin McCarthy calls it. You know what I was also getting confused about? it Because it's just a rehash of Newt Gingrich's plan from the 90s because they have no new ideas. And so I was thinking his contract from America from back in the day. But yeah, I mean, you know, it was just the weirdest event on the planet. Like you said, like, you have Lee Stefanik just holding up like a postcard that says, like, strong economy better things like it, like it doesn't really get I it I don't easy. like an SNL skip but it's just not funny because it's, it's a fascist movement Exactly, and and then you have people like Kevin McCarthy making asides like I don't even know if this was even in the script, but he was like, "Oh yeah," and if uh, if you were put on the terrorist watch list at a school board meeting, guess what? We're going to get you off that terror watch list. Like they just keep continue to spread these lies, and they continue to play directly to the QAnon base. And even Adam Kinzinger called them out for this. I mean, as far as if it was a truly policy speech putting forth conservative ideals, someone like Adam Kinzinger, I think would be like, you know what, we've actually put forth conservative ideals here. This is something I could get behind. But it was just a QAnon Fever Dream, led by Kevin McCarthy and Elise Stefanik, and when they say things like the school board thing, I mean, it's just flat-out lies, right? Like, the people who the FBI is going after and stuff are people who have actually committed violence against other people, people who have actually done terror attacks against other people, and we've seen that this is really, like, if you set aside all, like, the phony policy that they actually tried to put forth, it's really what they're doing is they're trying to destroy our institutions, trying to defund the FBI, they are trying to attack the Department of Justice and attack anybody who tries to get in the way of their blatant criminality. And what they do is they commit crime after crime after crime so brazenly and out in the open. And the second they get caught on it, the second that there's any sort of responsibility, they go, I'm being politically persecuted. You can't persecute your political enemies. And you got to be like, no, it's not persecution. This is prosecution. And it's Mm. prosecution because you committed a crime. And we just keep seeing stories like this now. And Fred, this Republican is an example, ready, from like yeah. the, you know, I, I don't even want to give the paper credit, because it's, it's a, ra- like, it's So because I don't want to give it a click, but a radical extremist <laughs> well-known paper, which is like pro-life activist arrested during FBI raid at Pennsylvania home. A pro-life activist was arrested at his home Friday during an FBI raid on charges that He assaulted an abortion clinic volunteer in Philadelphia last year. More than two dozen FBI agents came to arrest Mark Huck shortly after, 7 a.m., according to Mr. Huck's wife, Ryan Marie, who spoke with the pro-life news outlet, and then whatever they call it. The whole framing of it, this guy Mark Huck, and this is one of the gaslighting techniques, Brett, that you just mentioned. This guy Mark Huck assaulted an elderly man who was 72 years old who would walk with women to protect them when they would go and show up at Planned Parenthood. And Huck would be waiting out there and attack this man, not once, but like multiple times he assaulted this elderly man repeatedly. And there's a law on the books A number of ones, one that prevents assault, um, but two, which also prevents you from getting in the way of someone trying to avail themselves of medical care or from availing themselves of abortion care, you know, at a federal level or emergency life care. And this guy would beat, you know, this elderly man up. And then all of the right wing, like Doug Mastriano from Pennsylvania, he issued a press release and basically said, this is political persecution. If you elect me governor, I will make you Pennsylvania. I will make sure that the FBI is not raiding people like this. Like this man violently assaulted and attacked an elderly man who was walking with a woman to, so she could have safe passage to get a health checkup. I don't know if you even know like why this man was there escorting this person, but it's because this guy had a history of harassing people who were trying to go into Planned Parenthood to get care in the first place. So there would be all these patients. Remember, this is a dif- these are difficult decisions for women to make. This is a, you know getting any sort of pregnancy yeah. care is very difficult for uh, for anybody. And so you're going to Planned Parenthood to try to speak to a healthcare provider to get the best decision for you, and then you have to deal with these asshole protesters standing outside, harassing you, screaming at you, chiding you, telling you that you're a horrible human being and that you're going to hell. It's dangerous. They start getting violent. Finally, they go, you know what? We need escorts to keep these people safe because this is not a safe situation. So they get this guy. The 72 year old man says, I will escort. I will gladly bring in these patients to make sure they are safe. And this man who the Republicans are defending assaulted him not once. But two times assaulted him, threw him to the ground. And when there are consequences, they go political persecution. Oh, they're just, he was just a Catholic man, a pro life activist. Listen, your religion, your political beliefs, I don't give a shit about them. If you are committing crimes, they do not preclude the crimes that you are committing. It is not a get out of jail free card. That insurrectionist type, that, that is Mastriano's base. Those assault, those those types of people here in Pennsylvania, that's who Mastriano continues to target in his effort to win the governorship here in, in Pennsylvania. And a quick aside, what this really reminds me of, when I was attending the Ohio State University in 2014, the Westboro Baptist Church would always put up these crazy, crazy signs and, and like hold like, protests essentially right in the center of our campus. And, you know, I guess they were hiding behind uh, the First Amendment, freedom of speech or whatnot. But they would really berate the students, say some atrocious atrocious things, um, very much anti-choice. And to see this now play out on a level where it's actually leading to violence at medical facilities is, is terrifying. The Westboro Baptist Church... You know, when I used to see them also at like, you know, outside football games and outside, you know, just various locations on the street screaming at people and stuff. At least back in the day, I used to be like, those are lone crazy people. You know, they have their own little cult. They are dangerous. They are scary, but they are isolated. Nobody's giving them the time of day. The problem today is the mainstream Republican Party has embraced those voices and they now say like we are the Westboro Baptist Church. Like the Republican Party has taken their mindset and they defend those people now. They go out there and they say that's our, those are our people. You can't mess with them. And that's this, that's the danger that we find ourselves in today. The name of One of the laws in the two-count indictment that the doj has charged hook on for those wondering it's the violation of the freedom of access to clinic entrances f-a-c-e act which makes it a federal crime to use force with the intent to injure intimidate and interfere with anyone because the person is a provider of reproductive health care this republican gaslighting of trying to accuse others of everything that they directly are it goes back to the tactics of you know what we see in russia with putin where he's claiming denazification of ukraine which is led by according to jerusalem the jerusalem post as the most influential jew in the entire world is what uh, Putin's saying he wants to denazify, he was trying to denazify. It's that same gaslighting tactic. And then finally, the third thing I wanted to mention, though, is just this overall platform of what the GOP actually rolled out, like with their uh, uh, commitment to cruelty. When you really break down what it is, if you want to try to glean, it is uh, remove and revoke Social Security, revoke Medicare, They want to raise taxes on everybody um, other than billionaires uh, who they want to take care of. Uh, And they want to sue students who get loan forgiveness. Like, they are literally coming for you. They want total abortion abortion bans. National abortion bans. It really is a commitment uh, to cruelty. And then you pivot to what took place at the Texas Tribune Festival. And I think we should start off by talking about Ted Cruz, who's from... Texas, and uh, Ted Cruz, of all of the people, everyone got a much better reception than Ted Cruz. Like, Ted Cruz was getting heckled and booed, and everything he said was more bizarre and, and weird and dangerous than the next, and he was just asked a very direct question about, so why don't you and the Republicans, when Donald Trump is out there saying this hateful and horrible stuff and spreading... QAnon conspiracy, like, why don't you, you're trying to overthrow democracy, he's the leader of your cult, I mean, your party, why don't you stand up, why don't you do anything in the face of that? Let's just play Ted Cruz's response. Why are people reluctant on the Republican side to
5: criticize Donald Trump? It's, It's a number of things. Number one, unlike many people in politics, if someone criticizes him, he turns around and punches them in the face. I mean, it's not complicated, and you have, I saw a lot of my colleagues, I saw meetings where he'd get up and and different Republican senators would criticize me, he'd spend the whole meeting just like slamming him with a stick. That, people respond to incentives, people notice that.
2: The technologies that power what we use every day should be made here at home. That's why I passed a law expanding microchip manufacturing in Arizona. to lower costs and keep us competitive so families can finally get ahead. I mean, Ted Cruz really said there, Jordy and Brett, that because Donald Trump gets is mean to them, that that's why they've never seen anyone in politics get mean before we we we've, we've said this on they, the show before that, that they cower because they're scared of Trump calling them names it's just weird hearing him admit it yeah i mean it's just the it's it's the epitome of cowardice it's unbelievable that all, we're we're having to like narrowly fall into like a fascist country because you're scared of being called names like stand up for yourself like but i mean this is we are talking about the guy who literally did not stand up for his own family he didn't stand up for himself or his wife when donald trump called his wife ugly he didn't stand up for his father when his father uh when donald trump said his father killed jfk i guess he did stand up for a day in a press conference and then the next day was uh making phone calls for donald trump oh donald trump for president uh but that's what you get with ted cruz and these republicans all a bunch of cowards and that's why this party has been able to be co-opted with this fascist maga strain because they never really stood for anything they never stood for anything and so uh, you know as the saying goes you'll fall for anything if you don't stand for anything and um is that is that the <laughs> something like that you often get phrases mixed up but we'll let it slide but could we just go back for one quick it's, second if, if you, you stand comment, for no, nothing you fall let's, let's, for anything there you go. Those fascist mad libs that you just played. Think about what you just said. You said the former president called Ted Cruz's wife ugly. You said the former president said that Ted Cruz's dad was uh, JFK's uh, killer. Uh, that's insane. They're all true statements too. Fascist mad libs. They say said every that episode. Ted Cruz himself is the Zodiac killer. Yeah. Um, and and for, to not stand. That's one of the strangest things about watching the January sixth committee hearings. Like there's so many themes to analyze. But just one theme is, I get that image of myself in my mind of um, Mark Meadows as the insurrection's taking place. You, you do have brave people like Cassidy Hutchinson saying, like, do something. P- please, like, let's, like, call him out. We need to do something. And Mark Meadows with his phone, like, I, I envision him, remember the Nokia game, like, Snake? Or one of those, like, phone games? Calling I just, numbers. A, yeah just imagine him on his phone like playing like jeopardy or whatever he's doing probably wheel of fortune now that the host of wheel of fortunes apparently like a right-wing fascist also maybe playing the wheel of fortune game on his phone but like not care that i'm busy nothing i can do nothing i can do here if they want to kill the vice president like they just want to go get their tax cuts for billionaires you know do all the corrupt stuff that they want to do go to the golf course and just like tell everyone shut the f up like just leave me alone i don't care about what happens to this country like whatever fascism doesn't matter as long as there's an oligarchy and i'm in that oligarchy crowd that's like all i care can you like leave me alone please because like i gotta go to the country club like that is what their absolute focus is so that's ted cruz there and then he gets asked a question about responsible gun ownership and he goes on a tangent and forgets that Uvalde happened in his state, so that someone in the audience has to go, yeah, but what about Uvalde? Like, where all of the things you're saying existed, and they weren't able to stop in that situation, you know, the the mass murderer terrorist. Who yeah, went because and- Cruz's argument in front of that crowd despicably was, well, if we had more police officers there, this would have never have happened. If We just needed more cops. And so the Democrats, how dare they, the Democrats, they would not sign on my bill to put more security officers in that school totally neglecting the fact that there were, like, dozens of police officers who came to that school and refused to take action as these kids were slaughtered, and so he was rightfully heckled by the audience of Texans, who were absolutely appalled by these statements, but like, the thing with Ted Cruz, though, is he, like, thrives in being hated. Like, he really just doesn't mind. He's like, no, 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 if you want to be wrong about these things, then you could be wrong about these things, but, like, the fact and he is... he puts his, like, dirty shoes, like, he crosses He's his disgusting. legs. He's disgusting. He disgusting. puts his dirty shoes up, he's got that shit eating grin. Brett, your voice, you nail him. Yeah, that was and an amazing conversation. That was an amazing presentation you've ever heard. Well, and I told the Democrats, blame the Democrats
5: for it. It's like We gotta blame
2: the Democrats because they won't do what I told them to do. Because what we, we gotta do here is we need to put more cops in the schools. We need more AR fifteens in the schools because the more guns you have, the more we could protect these kids without playing the clip that's what happened and now a quick word from one of our sponsors because hey you know this is true your bedroom deserves a refresh and guess what right now yep right now is the perfect time to elevate the most important room in your home with Thuma. So introducing the bed by Thuma. Handcrafted from eco-friendly, high-quality upcycled wood, you'll find beautiful, unique variations in the natural grain. The perfect platform bed frame just got better. You can now customize the bed by choosing between their original pillow board and their new wood headboard. The fabric pillow board adds softness and color to any space, while headboard offers solid, sleek support. The headboard attaches directly to the bed using Japanese joinery with no tools required. You buy it with the bed on its own or as an upgrade and it's made for how you live the bed by thuma is back with a lifetime warranty it ships right to your door in three easy to maneuver boxes takes about five ish minutes to assemble with no tools did you say five minutes yeah, and you could easily build it yourself. It's one of the things I love about it. Especially as somebody who has like moved a bit in recent years, I always like stress <laughs> out so much over having to like get somebody to There's take down the moving. bed. There's and, nothing and worse re- than moving. No, but this literally, it's like a, it's like a very simple puzzle piece within five minutes. Like if I could do it, you could do it. Let me put yeah, it that there way. You go. If I could do it, you could do it. And so here's what you got to do: create that feeling of checking into your favorite boutique hotel suite, but at home or with the bed by Thuma. And now go to thuma.co slash touch to receive a $25 credit towards your purchase of the bed, plus free shipping in the continental U.S. Go to thuma.co slash touch. That's T-H-U-M-A dot C-O slash touch for a $25 credit. Go check it out. Now back to the show. Do you have that video, Brett, of uh, Ted Cruz planning world domination in college? Oh like, my God. You know yeah, the video yeah, for those yeah, who yeah. haven't seen it? Like, this was was him in college, and I know people who went to school with him who just told me, like, everybody hated this guy. He was the biggest prick, the most obnoxious person in the world. And what my friends have told me who, who, and these are lawyers who, like, went to law school and went to undergrad with him. And what they've said is, as horrible of a human being as he was then, and he was horrible, loathed detested. All he wanted to do was try to like ruin other students lives and other people. They go he's worse now. He's way worse here. Just play the clip of him planning world domination in college. Play this clip.
0: When you come to us, when you reach out to us, we will We will be there. We will provide you with whatever resources
3: you may need. We can put you in touch with a victim's advocate if you feel comfortable talking with with someone like that. Um, We will walk you through every step of the process and make sure that you don't feel like you're alone. And we will make sure that you feel support and, most importantly, we'll listen to you and we believe you. If an Uber or Lyft sexual assault survivor contacts us, One of the things we do is we help them from A to Z on their case. We handle everything that needs to be handled from a legal perspective. The only thing we want our clients to focus on is their own healing, their own therapy, and getting themselves better. We take everything else out of their hands, and we want them only to concentrate on getting themselves better and dealing with the consequences of the assault. In all cases, we highly recommend therapy because we know that therapy is the best way for people to heal from the trauma of these incidents.
0: My hope is that you feel comfortable coming to us as we have over 50 years of experience in this, 14 years specialized in sexual assault, and we have never lost a sexual assault case. Even if you feel that your experience may not be that big of a deal to you, or it's groping or kissing, that is definitely something that we consider sexual assault, and we will advocate for you. We want you to
5: feel like you're in control, and we want you to be able to move past this and live the rest of your life feeling that you got the justice that you deserve.
3: Let's imagine for a moment that this tiger represents climate change and it's chasing us. When it catches up with us in the form of flooding, wildfires, drought, deadly heat, it hurts. We need to slow the tiger down as quickly as possible. But we also need to start moving a lot faster. In the real world, that slowing the tiger down bit is called climate mitigation. It's all about cutting pollution through clean energy and electric cars. The moving faster part is called climate adaptation, and it's about protecting ourselves and our communities from harm. That can mean cooling down cities with trees and better housing and reinforcing the power grid to better withstand superstorms. When we only focus on slowing the tiger down, we miss the second key part putting a safe distance between us and it. Done together, adaptation and mitigation can create and maintain that safe distance between people and climate impacts. That's climate resilience. It's a huge concept and a critical one. Resilience is foundational. It will mean tackling the things that put some people at greater risk of climate harm, things like poverty, housing insecurity, and other aspects of economic and racial injustice. Yep, it's hard, and big, and transformational. But guess what? The climate crisis isn't going away until we take resilience seriously. That means cutting emissions while doing more, lots more, to build a fair, just, prepared society. So, slow the tiger down but move faster too.
2: is just always awful, awful. How, how do people like it? it is it is why though you can't sit on the sidelines you can't because if you sit on the sidelines you give the room to people like ted cruz you give the floor to people like marjorie taylor green you give the floor to Doug Mastriano. That's why we got involved. And, you know, you know, many, you know, at this point, it feels like a long time ago, but it was only two years ago, two and a half years. And I, I got to, I always make the confession. I wasn't that political of a person until I saw what was going on in 2020. I wish I would have stepped into the arena early, but it shows everybody listening here and everybody watching that it's never too late. But I was like, they're going to kill us. You're absolutely going to kill us. Like, it wasn't a matter of doing this for any other reason other than, like, If I don't do this, like they're going to go after and like kill my family and they're going to kill the community. They're going to literally destroy the country if no one stands up to these people. But there are people standing up to them. So while you have Ted Cruz do that, you got Pete Buttigieg, you got Liz Cheney, you got Gavin Newsom. Let's talk about Buttigieg and Gavin Newsom because I thought the themes that they both hit great was again this cruelty of these Republican governors, and just MAGA Republicans in general, taking away freedoms, taking away rights, and Newsom and Buttigieg just have a way of just hitting it so directly, they're not mincing words, and they're saying, what kind of man, it's like this is kind of Newsom Steve talking about like DeSantis, what kind of man kidnaps asylum seekers? hoards them onto a plane, and throws them into another area without food or drinks or any planning and coordination. Who does that? How cruel can you be? And Buttigieg kind of echoed that. Yeah, I love Buttigieg's statement, which, to paraphrase, was basically, like, you don't do things like that unless you're out of ideas. If you just don't have ideas, if you don't have true ways to actually solve problems, then you do these cruel, horrific stunts. But if you actually have a means to solve problems, you would actually be solving the problems. And I'm happy to have these good, passionate voices on the Democratic side pushing back against this BS. I mean, it's super important, and it just serves as such an incredible contrast. Absolutely. And one of the things that I'll tell our listeners here, when when Brent and I uh, were fortunate enough to to visit the White House and cover uh, the IRA event, we spoke with Pete Buttigieg for a bit. And I just want to say, he has this presence about him where it's it's very presidential in nature, where he just kind of commands the room and commands the floor. And so when you see him, you know, making these speeches, like, that's really him. He's not, like, a calculated guy that has all these note cards and, you know, knows exactly what he's going to say before he says it. You know, he's just someone who really understands the moment and lives up to it every time, you know, he gets tested. What Pete is so great at doing is he's able to really command the conversation because no matter what's thrown at him, he's able to slow down the conversation. He knows the sound bites that they are trying to get, and he knows the exact way to get to their audience, which is why he's so effective on Fox News and really on any channel and any platform. I mean, at the Texas Tribune, which I still don't understand how they got literally every politician in the world at this event, but kudos Kudos to them for well, this here's, here's here's here here's why. I think the timing lined up, and it's such an important state. And I think for various reasons, it's important for everyone to speak in that in that forum. You know, you have Greg Abbott, the governor, and Ken Paxton, really showing what a MAGA Republican leadership would look like, and what it does look like, right? And what it looks like is repressive. Frankly, it looks like uh, Iran, you know, in what they want to enact and how they want to go after women, how they want to go after the LGBTQ plus community, how they want to go after businesses. But um, then it also has a level of just utter incompetence, right? Like literally can't keep the lights on, you know, in a state that's known for being like the energy state. Not just of the country, but of the world. They can't keep the lights on because of all of the corruption surrounding their electric grid that Abbott oversees. And then when shit hits the fan and there's breakdowns, their leaders go to Cancun. They go to other. They go to other countries. They vacation. Like it's the exact opposite of what you want leadership to be. And it is a scary, striking example of what the country would look like under a Republican-led commitment to cruelty. And that, to me, is the defining, one of the defining reasons about why I support the Democrats. And we talk about it. I mean, one is compassion, but the other C is competence. It's like literally focusing on the issues and getting in the weeds. It's like When you talked about that GOP rollout for its commitment to cruelty, they were so incompetent also in the rollout that they used Russian stock footage and claimed that the oil rig was an American oil rig. But just a few seconds of investigation showed that it was in Russia. They showed a young boy with a toy plane showing that this is like, you know, American children. You know, and they picked a kid with like blonde hair and blue eyes from Russia. And they said that was an American child. And, you know, th- that's an embarrassing example of their PR rollout for their.